90s nostalgia, guys, what is more 90s nostalgic than some some Tim Burton Batman, right? Mm. Some early 90s Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman. And uh, we're celebrating an anniversary this year, 30 years. And it just so happens to be a reboot year for Batman as well. So double reason to, to discuss this one, fellas. Uh, Batman Returns. I know we've talked Batman 1989 on the show before we we probably know our thoughts if you uh, the listener don't know our thoughts go back listen to the episode i believe it's on the main feed uh, if not it's yeah it is. On the VIP. it is it's one of the early throwback episodes up. yes yeah. so check that out but let's rewind our thoughts on on batman returns i'll start with my thoughts as a kid i remember being way more into this one than batman for some reason I don't know, but maybe I was a little older because because I was only one when Batman came out, and uh, I don't know, I was four or five when this one came out. So, you know, so I had a little, uh, you know, VHS times. It, it kind of, I don't know, was a little more in my my wheelhouse. I remember having all the action figures. I had the little boat action figure, the Bat Boat on the jet ski, or had like skis on it. You know, that they use like a, towards the end of the movie. I remember having the penguin stuff. I never remember having any toys or anything from Batman, the original one. But I had so mm-hmm. much stuff from Batman Returns. Maybe it was just like they had a lot of stuff that they made. They there just was kept a lot of merch. That's for sure. 90s, yeah. there but was like, a ton I just remember like Batman Returns was like my Batman movie up until uh, obviously, you know, Jim Carrey was the Riddler. And then, of course, you know. <laughs> what a, what, yeah, I what think a young kid I think, wouldn't want I, that. But I think what's lost is the the first Batman, the first Michael Keaton Batman, was a real risk. You know, it had a lot of cool stuff to it. it had the Prince soundtrack, it had Jack Nicholson and all that. But I think there was some, in terms of marketing, it was a little bit more unsure as to what it could be. Not not only as a box office draw, but as a you know, what superhero movies became later as as systems to sell merch and all that. And I think when that proved the model, they really went all in on Batman Returns, which is why we mm-hmm. remember so much more. Also, our, we were a little older, we were, but I think there was a much more of a multi-channel marketing campaign in terms of toys and things like that at a much higher scale for this oh, I'm sure, versus yeah. Batman, yeah. I just remember this one so vividly at a young age and – um being really into the penguin as a character and having all the, the toys mm-hmm. and stuff uh, there. So that's my memory of it is that uh, Batman kind of passed me by and the, but Batman returns was a, was a huge player in the Garrison uh, in Kent Garrison's world uh, as a youngster. But what about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm the opposite. Uh, Batman 89 is, is I've mentioned it many times on the pod is, is one of my, uh, most memorable theater experiences. You know, nice. my dad took me to see it. It was a huge deal because I was six, you know. It was a huge deal that that movie was PG-13 and, you know, lots of angst about about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, my dad took me to see it and I loved it. This one, I, I don't think... I, I know I didn't see it in theaters. I don't think I saw it until many years later, five years later or something. Like I was, I was, I don't think I was allowed to see this. I think it was a little too, uh, sexy, um, or dark or whatever for my parents to let me see. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't see it for a really long time. And then I've had like a very, a back and forth relationship with it since. Like I, 
there have been times where I've thought, man, that's a really cool movie. And there's been times where I've thought this movie kind of sucks. And it's been many years, maybe a decade plus since I've, I've seen it before watching it for, uh, for, for the episode. So it's, it's been, um, it's been interesting kind of the, the evolution or de-evolution, uh, with that, but you're totally right. Can't the, the merch on this was everywhere. I remember that stuff. Yeah. Um, very vividly. Batman had its own set of merch, but it was like cups at Taco Bell. Like I remember that being a big, I'm pretty sure it was Taco Bell. It was a big deal that you could get like one of five cups, one of five Batman cups at, at mm-hmm. Taco Bell. And there was some other stuff too. It wasn't like, you know, they just didn't do any merch, but I think part of it was just like the time. There's a Maybe big because- difference between 1989 and, and 1992 in terms of uh, toys and merchandise yeah. and things like that. By the time 89, by the time they realized 89 was going to be a hit, it was probably too late to yes. to do a lot of stuff. But Batman Returns just felt like there's so much more marketability in the characters, like Catwoman and, and all that. I mean, you had Batman and the Joker in the first one, and really aside mm-hmm. from that, I mean. I did have an action figure for Bob, um, Joker's sidekick. Villain I had a Billy D. Williams uh, action figure. <laughs> yeah, his, Harvey his Dent. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Richard, what's your memories of Batman Returns as we throw it back to this one? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a uh, mostly, um, you know, they were very toy related, merch related, co branding with McDonald's related kind of things, you know. Um, but it was it was a movie as a kid though. I saw it. Pretty young. I think I was six or whatever when it came out. 92, right? 30 years. It, it was sl- slow to me at the time. It didn't It didn't speak to me in my kid brain in terms of, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't uh, hip like the Ninja Turtles or <laughs> whatever the comparable thing was to me at the time. I and mean, I was stupid. It, it has grown with me in time. I think it's kind of a cool movie with some fun performances and, and campy in some of the right ways. I'm not a huge Tim Burton guy. But there's some there's some cool Burton-esque things in here or Burton-y things in here. Um, I was more of a just and it, purely because again I was born in '86, and so by the time Batman Forever came around, though I think it's a worse movie now, was much more of a a bigger deal collecting the toys. Sure. I had that Batmobile. I had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had uh, you know I went to the theater several times and saw it. Was more my but that's purely Huge Seal a, fan too. Well, absolutely. I mean, that still goes to now. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, look, we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy, guys. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, so that that was more kind of like, if you were to think, yeah, obviously my favorite Batman is is the Bale ones because they also happen to be the only really, really good ones. <laughs> but, uh, like, what I consider my Batman movie of being a kid because, you know, they're they're a little kiddy is, would be the would be the Kilmer one, but but the, I I would yeah a bunch of my really good buddies in high school were big Burton Burton heads Burton Nation Burton Strong and uh, Burton up yeah and so I this was on a lot in high school when we would be you know hanging out not talking to girls and so uh, that that it became much more of an older I, I even though this is a 1992 movie it's much more of a 2002 movie for me in ter- the amount in terms of when I really started watching it appreciating what's good about it and understanding what's what's not so good about it but it's it's a it's funny they just that we were so into this at the time and that they that they allowed this level of kind of operatic gothicness in Batman and this was just considered mm-hmm. monoculture it's very funny to me now 
Yeah, I think it goes back to a couple of things. One being that there hadn't been a Batman uh, character on the screen in a long time. I think going back and my research on this, I think they when they were polling for the 1989 Batman, uh, you know, DC and Warner Brothers were doing polling on you know how well known Batman was, and they they said like. Um, he ranked as like the 50th most popular cartoon character or something like that. Like mm. Betty Boop was, was higher than Batman on people's radar when they were thinking about making Batman 89. So I think it, it has something to re, something to do with like, okay, we're going to make this movie. If this works, we'll just keep doing that. And that's kind of what happened with Tim Burton. So, uh, you know, the first one obviously was, was pretty dark and, I think with the second one, they wanted Burton back so bad. They wanted to repeat that success so bad that they didn't want to put as much constraints on him. And that's what they said. That's what he said, because he wasn't super jazzed on coming back. Michael Keaton wasn't super jazzed on on coming back and doing it again. But he said the studio pretty much gave him full control over mm-hmm. over the movie and said, just do a Tim Burton's Batman movie, because now we don't have to worry about whether this thing's going to make money because it's going to make money because people want another one of these. So he had a lot more creative freedom to do some, some weird, weird things. Obviously he got, he got pretty weird with this, but I mean, the penguin character in this film, I mean, I think it's, we talk about throwing it back and one of our main objectives with these episodes is talk about how they hold up. I think that penguin character holds up great. (laughs) I think it looks still it's totally grotesque and and horrifying and unlike anything you've seen. And De- DeVito is just totally bought into that role 110% and it makes it even creepier. Uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the things that really works about these Burton Batman films is that penguin character uh, where it kind of passes the point of camp into like, wow, this, this is really disgusting and grotesque. <laughs> 